Hello, everybody. Welcome to another uh, episode, another podcast on inspiring educators. Uh, in this podcast, we meet another inspirational educator, somebody who has spent almost a lifetime in making education better, uh, not just for India, but for around the world. Uh, the experiences that she has had, oh my God, I was looking at the profile and I just get, kept getting inspired looking at the profile and I've been waiting to meet her for almost over a week now. So uh, I welcome Dr. Anuradha Monga to this um, episode of Inspiring Educators. Ma'am, first of all, I request you to please introduce yourself uh, you know, just a basic uh, introduction. And before she introduces, let me tell you, she's also the chair, uh, chairperson of TAISI, which is the Association of International Schools in India. And while it started as an association of just international schools like your IB and IGCSE and Cambridge schools, but now it's growing. Uh, a lot of schools from across the country who really want to make a difference in their schools are joining the association because they know that this association really means business and really means improving education for the entire country. So, ma'am, without further ado, I invite you to please introduce yourself. First of all, thank you very much. Uh, you overdid it, but that's fine. Uh, yes, I've been in education for a very, very long time. I've had in many schools, some boards, and now I am only working on the Association of International Schools India and more. I have uh, that was my basic idea when about, let's say about um, 16 years ago, I was flying from Perth and that time not many teachers were going overseas and I saw the IB workshop, there were hardly any Indians. So I had to wait a lot in Singapore and I said, why don't we start something like this? So we started with like six schools and now we have 250 schools. So it's really very, my journey has been very, very interesting where education is concerned. And I want to do more. I want to get more challenged. So let's see where that takes me. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. So what's your story? Uh, who is Dr. Anuradha, right? How did you start? You know, what, what really led you to education? Was it something that you always wanted to do? Or was it something that happened by chance? And then how did the story really go ahead? So listeners would so love to So I, I go really back when I was eight years old. I was you know, I was in a classroom. I'm a left-hander, by the way. And teachers at that time had no knowledge how the brain works. She would tie my hand up and say, no, you write with this hand. And she made me cry so many times in class. And as I was just about 12 years old, I said, now I have to learn. And, you know, and get into education and remove all this because this whole... Uh, you know, thinking that it's bad omen if you write with your right or that. Even if you know, see, <coughs> and you go to the temples, they always ask you to give your right hand first. So I was still a teenager when I started working on curriculum and how to help kids. And my basic thing was every child listens to a different drama. Yeah, and I really worked on it and my first little job while I was studying I had done my master's in cognitive philosophy and you're also <laughs> you also work on that lines and also uh, I did a lot on child psychology while doing this I had started working with kids whether they were <clears throat> international school kids whether they were underprivileged schools 
to understand what we really want to do in education. So the first term I changed from uh, teachers to facilitators. Beautiful. Beautiful. So, so facilitators are who are helping the kids to learn, but to learn by themselves. So I was bent on it, and then I did a special course on, uh, you know, learning need kids, and uh, which was my heart, and I really led the school with my heart. And these kids have done wonderful because they were accepted everywhere. And always I told people, remember that we all have needs. They have different needs and we have different needs. And some of this, I know one of my kids who was very challenged, she is actually now playing the harmonica in the Philharmonic Orchestra. And other kids have done very well. So I, am, I, am, I believe in inclusivity. And there was a time when a when twins when twins came and the mother said every school has rejected them unfortunately they were transgenders but i said no they will stay here and i will work with them and today they've done very well in that so that's why my story of education started so if i hear it right it's been driven by passion driven by yeah. that need of creating an impact throughout your life throughout the journey right and it's yeah. like uh, making a difference every single day to at least one person's life whom right. whether others have accepted or rejected but you accept them and then you yeah. make them live their life beautiful wonderful so beautiful and you mentioned about facilitator and not just somebody who goes and preaches right uh, yeah. when yeah. was this when you coined and when you actually introduced that term to your school facilitator uh, this was actually when I started uh, Bangalore International I didn't start it it was just a school with 50 kids but when I came, it was about 19 years ago, and I saw this, and I said no. In fact, when I used to interview the teachers, I don't want to badmouth anything, but I felt the teachers who did the teacher training courses from various places, I had to unwind them, because that was just a talk and job, and nobody understood the kid. One had to understand the needs of the kid, and not just you know come and work on it. So. So then we had an issue with salaries and I, why, uh, you know, so then I said, yes, in this school, most of the schools are higher, higher class teachers get more. So I took my chemistry teacher from the 11th grade and put her in the first grade. I said, can you teach these kids? So from there, I started the same kind of salaries. And in my school, there was no expat salary and Indian salary because it is happening i'm not saying it's not happening but it really hurts my indian teachers who are so qualified but they don't get the salary the expats get yeah right. but we want that in our in the country so what can we do so uh, well uh, just to share with you we're going you know a bit off the topic here but just to share with you that's what surasa is trying to build what we are saying is Indian teachers are really very talented, but they're not able to get their due share of appreciation as well as, you know, the opportunities, not just in India, but even abroad sometimes. Yes. So as I would have to work on that, really. Because I'm really a strong person. So we'll, we'll work on that for sure. Yeah. And, you know, you mentioned that you've been working with so many teachers and I'm sure over the last, you said, 15, 20 years now with Bangalore International School itself, right? And then before that, many experiences. You must have come across, if not tens of thousands, at least thousands of teachers. 
and, right and then you would have nurtured them and bought them around and bought them yeah. about so with all this experience of working with teachers if you had to in very simplistic way define who according to you is a successful teacher how would you define that i would define it a teacher who understands the child understands its learning and and also work with the heart with the child and you will see how the child will come towards you but you have to have patience you can't give up and forget about the back benches that will not work right basically somebody who really knows how to connect with yes. what the other person what the child is really feeling inside not just what he's That's showing true. outside not That's just the, right not just the symptoms but identifying the real causes and then yeah. resolve those causes right That's true beautiful beautiful and another very important thing which comes from here is uh you know united nations has been talking about this world bank has been talking about this um, various educational platforms have been talking about this that the world requires a lot many more teachers than there are right now in fact if i talk numbers there are around 69 to 70 million teachers in the world right now and as per united nations uh, in the next 5 to 7 years we require another 70 million teachers to keep up the educational quality and to uh, meet the demand of the rising populations Yes. Now, we know that the youth is not getting attracted towards teaching at all, and mm-hmm. we also know that teachers are quitting the careers. So, if we had to really send a message across to the next generations that teaching is actually not that easy that you think, and is actually not again the work of the gods, you know, this is what we've been doing. Either Guru Brahma, Guru Vishnu, or teachers are not doing anything. there is no middle yeah. path which is like a practical thing right so if you have to give a message to these next generations that come join teaching because it is attractive how would you put that message across and i would really love to take that message and actually even play at many places that that this is what dr radha moga is saying see, yeah see now i i could have done many things but i was very attracted to teaching and when i saw how we worked on a child and what he is today is because of his teachers that is very important and that feeling gives you a very good feeling i know some teachers now during covid wanted to give up giving up is not going to make anything and you may go to a corporate but next minute you may be we are to leave you know that's very corporate corporate yeah. so so the teachers of course now because of all this technology coming in they have to be up to the mark with technology yeah. so what i see in the future is <clears throat> hybrid schooling if that goes but of course socializing is a very important part in teaching and the love they get from their kids they won't get it anyway they may get a little lesser salary but it will be the way the teachers will work towards the children because these are the kids who are our future citizens you can be in any corporate you can be a doctor but the kind of satisfaction you get as a teacher that's my personal feeling but of course the school boards also have to understand that you know i know how helpless some teachers were when the covid fell because they had no feeling for the teachers or in fact even for the support staff and that's a very mainstream i think <laughs> sorry to say that. 
I understand. I understand. I'm, I've seen teachers struggling. You know, we work with in multiple countries with schools and teachers, and I've seen teachers literally struggling with even justifying what they're doing when they don't have to justify to anyone, right? Some a parent not knowing what education is is trying to comment on what they are doing without understanding exactly. that that needs to be done, right? Uh, sometimes somebody completely an outsider has no idea what education systems are. is coming and preaching to the teachers what they need to do so i i feel you ma'am i understand what you're saying and believe me uh, would really love to do something with you again on this area as well that world should know what teaching is all about it's not a profession that anybody can take in this this part of the conversation you mentioned that many people have quit has it ever happened that dr anuradha monga wanted to quit education has it ever yeah. happened did you ever feel about that I went through ups and downs, and sometimes you have boards which drive you crazy. Yeah. But I knew I was there for the children, and even today, when the children have graduated, they are all in touch with me. When they come back, if they're overseas, they meet me, and I know the kind of love we gave and the learning our school gave them. They will never forget. Yeah. So. So once somebody's passionate, ups and downs will never stop them, right? It will no, be, it will just make us stronger. And I think that's why that sentence, "Whatever doesn't kill you makes you stronger," basically fits on the people who are passionate. Otherwise, yeah, just quit, right? right? Yes. Superb, superb. Now the last part of the podcasts, because this is specifically focused on the Women's Day part. Uh, any particular women in education, you know, uh, your colleagues, your peers, some mentors. people who really motivated you to become who you are if you could name them uh, you know people who work may be working with you right now who worked with you in the past and who really kind of guided not really guiding as in mentoring guidance but also guided the pathway that you were building for the world if you would like to thank them uh, name them thank them send them a message across this women's day uh, you can just name them and thank and send and record the message now we'll play that as a part of the podcast and we'll also take that snippet out and send it to them directly saying uh, dr radha monga wants to share this with you this women's day so you know the thing is that because i worked in the school for 17 18 years i always worked as a team leader so i learned a lot of from my team you know there were a lot of teachers i could mention so many but i don't want to leave anybody behind I so i I have learned a lot of with my from my teachers. We never, I never worked separately. We worked as a team, and many things a teacher would stand up and say, uh, "Miss, please don't do this. This will cause chaos." And I would take it back. I won't react and and understand why the teacher is saying. So I have a lot of faith in all my women teachers, and of course, there's one uh, mentor I had. She's eighty-six now. She's Ellen Stern, and you know she's still working. Wow! Now, wow! I hope I live to that day. <laughs> so, but my teachers, all my—I would say my BS teachers gave me a lot of strength. So, why don't you still record a message for all the teachers of BIS? We'll play. We'll send it. Yes, to them. this is a message for all the Bangalore International teachers. Without you, the school would not have functioned. We worked as a team, and I want to thank. each one of you what we did together and how we proceeded further did learned a lot from you and there was a lot of learning to and fro so thank you very much 
Beautiful. Thank you so much, ma'am. So, thank you so much for being a part of this podcast. Uh, any special message you'd like to give to the present teachers, future teachers, anything that you would like to say to them? You know, I feel that one thing I would like even to say to the heads of schools, when a new head comes, the previous head might have negativities about certain people, but they should start fresh. And so should all the teachers start with a fresh mind. Don't listen what happened. Just try to be comfortable and learn to love your pair. And also don't try changing things immediately. Things will work its way. And of course you have to change. But if you don't change, you'll become the casualty of that change. So, that's what it is. Thank you so much. Thank you to all the listeners for spending your time, for learning with us today. Uh, again, a wonderful, inspiring session. Uh, I sign off for the day. Thank you so much. See you next time with the okay. next episode.